0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The transfer window shuts with Tolian and Kamara Among the late deals here in Glasgow Celtic's injury list is mounting With Tom Rogic out for the next six weeks And Friday night football heads to Ayrshire As Kilmarnock with Yusuf Malumbu host Hearts I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans The window has closed That means the door has opened on a fantastic finale to the season New faces, same old demands Kilmarnock could go second behind Celtic if they beat Hearts tonight Rangers will go three points behind Celtic After they have beaten St Mirren tomorrow And Celtic need to respond with a win against St Johnston on Sunday Four days after a win against St Johnston on Wednesday It's a daily (laughs) dose of drama Don't miss it Don't miss it Derek And now we know Derek Johnson These are the squads that the teams are stuck with If you like the business is done You can't blame anyone else You can't need your own players in anymore That's it This is the group of players we've got between now and the end of the season Absolutely And Brendan Rodgers You know he wanted more players And well he's got them I think that's six The last time I counted Six players that he's got in So he obviously uh, Realised he needed Some sort of help In the side And that'll certainly Give them a boost Going into the The second half of the season And Rangers have done their business I'm surprised a wee bit About Kamara coming Because I think Rangers Are are with so many midfielders I don't know if he'll get a game Mm. But You know if, if the manager Wants him in just now Just to get used to the place Then fine But that one was a surprise, but it's great. Tomorrow, I'm looking for you know the game tomorrow for me is Hamilton against Dundee. We, we, we go on Cracker. about six pointers all the time. This is absolutely massive tomorrow. This game should be very simple tonight. Then come on, tell us what you make of your team's transfer business. Are you happy with it? Are you not happy with it? Are you somewhere in between? You tell us, fans of all clubs, you all did some sort of transfer business. So what did you make of it? And of course, if you can be more specific. What was the best piece of business done in the transfer window? You tell us. 0141-951-1025 Well, obviously, Rangers supporters will say it's Kamara. Celtic supporters will say it's Ollie Burke or Timothy Weah. Uh, or if you're going to sign a defender, sign a Tolian. And they've got Jeremy Tolian. <laughs> Dear me. So uh, it's great. Listen, it's, it's fantastic, exciting stuff. Tomorrow, you've got Hibs playing Aberdeen as well. Uh, Hibbs post Neil Lennon Got a good result in Paisley Now there's a real test Aberdeen uh, So everywhere you look There's something for somebody You know you know a good one as well Hugh You know with with, with Kilmarnock losing uh, Greg Stewart Malumbo going back there again oh. He was an absolute sensation mm. When he was at Kilmarnock he's done, he's done nothing at Celtic But going back there again That's added a wee bit of strength to them as well Is that one that stands out from you it For does. you from yesterday then? Absolutely I, I think it's it's a cracking one I'm surprised he hasn't had many games at Celtic uh, But I think for Kilmarnock He's shown mm. what a really, really good player he is And what a, what a job he'll do in the second half Come on then What do you make of your team's business And what was the best piece of business done in January? 0141 951 1025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Stephen Gerrard says he didn't expect Glenn Kamara to join the club yesterday um, But he describes the capture as a bonus to the squad The Finland international is unlikely to feature against St Mirren tomorrow But the Rangers boss says he has a big talent I think it's a bonus for us It's another excellent player uh, Who can join our squad And certainly makes us become stronger Obviously everyone knew we had the pre-contract in place Even yesterday afternoon uh, I thought we were going to have to wait till the summer And we were prepared to wait till the summer But 
when I got the call last night, um, it was obviously a very nice phone call and a, and a big bonus for myself. He hasn't done much over the last three weeks. Um, he's had no game time and he hasn't really trained much. So we'll look after him tomorrow and we, we'll build him up to get him up to speed. Um, but you could see today in training the quality is there to see. I love my midfield players who, who play with the head up, who look to pass forward and make things happen. And I like my midfielders to win the ball back and be aggressive. So uh, we believe we can help Glenn uh, to improve and grow and, and, and find the next level. But the coaches that he's had previous have done a fantastic job with him. Don't think there's ever a downside, Derek, to, to signing, a, you know, adding a number, signing yep. a new player, getting a body in. But the question will remain: Where does Glenn Kamara fit into that Rangers team at the moment? Well, that's I don't know. I think I think the the strength of this Rangers side is in the midfield. I think there is a bit of quality there, and you know, he's just said it there today. I mean, I, I never seen an awful lot of them, bits and bobs of them, and he looked a decent player. But uh, for him to say in training, he just looks apart. Everything about him, he's, you'll be excited. You know, he's going to a big club. You obviously get more wages. He's at a club where every second week he's going to be a full house. The atmosphere is going to be completely different than he's had at Dens Park. Can he handle that? All these things we'll certainly find out in the second half of the season. It's an odd one. You know, Rangers pay £100,000 when perhaps they could have saved the money, spared themselves, because as Derek has said, that's the one area of the team where they're very well off. And Dundee fighting for their survival in the top flight. Uh, they, they found Kamara surplus to requirements. Wasn't training, wasn't playing. It's an odd one all round I'll put you on the spot then Who's done the best business During January As far as you're concerned And you've got a bit of a head start now Because you've at least seen Some of the players In their, their early If they joined before yesterday of course For me It has to be determined By who wins the title You know that I can't say to you That Jermaine Defoe's a mistake Or Stephen Davis is a mistake Or they're both A great idea And I can't swear to you That Ollie Burke And Timothy Weah And Bayo. Uh, will win Celtic the title Whoever wins the title And I am well aware that Celtic are bang in front Six points and a goal difference that Possibly equates to a seventh point uh, But you can't say now That's the best signing Because they haven't really th- shown what they I can think, do I think what you can say Hugh is, is the majority of teams are stronger We've got stronger squads now Because mm-hmm. of what they brought in You know, in, in, the last, uh, in the last month I think everybody's stronger Even Kilmarnock there I think that what a huge blow to you, you to lose Greg Stewart. We know that, but I think Malumbu coming in gives him a wee bit something different in midfield as well. I mean, it doesn't stop you with your your match predictions. Sometimes no. being a bit out there. So why why are you unable to predict who has done the best business? Because the as soon as I say it, they'll fall down and collapse and uh, won't score a goal from now until the end of the season. Uh, I think that we had something really tasty going on this season in this division. We had something really tasty. Now we've put the parmesan on top of it to make it even better. 0141-951-1025 if you want to talk football with us at Clyde SSB. Um, let's speak to Martin in Linwood. Hi, Martin. Hi. Hi, Pana. How are you doing? Good, thank Hi, you, Martin. Martin. Um, my question was, it was mainly to Derek Johnston, but the, the whole panel can answer this if he's like... Um, out of Celtic and Rangers um, over the period of doing a business, do you think who do you think has actually done the best bit of business? Well, I mean, how do you how do you answer that, Martin? Come on, stick your neck out. That's what you're here for. I I don't think there's an an outstanding signing. Uh, I, I like the look of a player who comes from the Bundesliga, uh, who adds quality to an area where Celtic need it because. Uh, of an unbelievable injury situation that's developing there, uh, but I don't think there's an 
absolutely outstanding signing. Mm. I mean, the, the surprise for me is Celtic have brought so many in. I mean, Celtic's probably had the best squad for the last six years, you know, and, and they just build that squad and they get stronger and stronger. And all of a sudden, you know, Brendan Rodgers has brought in six. Okay, there's some of them uh, loan deals, but they look a very, very strong side. Now, Celtic are far better. In the second half of the season They were in the first half they're On paper On yeah, paper they're, 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 But three are, have gone back You know the two Americans And uh, Schwed have gone back Back to their parent clubs uh, So Clearly Timothy Weir Excites everyone at Celtic But he's still 18 Ollie Burke Has come up And reinvented himself And has done well uh, Can he make A material difference To the outcome Of the league title mm. race And Bio is absolutely an unknown quantity because he has yet to appear in a Celtic jersey. Uh, Martin, they're both getting scales from sitting on the fence. So you tell us who you think's done the best business. You know, obviously Celtic, I think. I mean, I know I know some of their signings are mainly for the future, but and uh, I, I'm quite looking forward to seeing this bio play. I think he's looks an exciting player. Um, but I, I think Celtic's had the better window, definitely. Well. Uh, only time yeah, will I, tell. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting to see uh, how Timothy Weir progresses. Um, I'm waiting to see if Ollie Burke maintains his position with uh, Odson Edward back again in midweek. Will Burke move out to the wing? Uh, what difference will that make? Uh, so it, it's all exciting. Uh, you know, in this part of the world, mm. it is demanded. It's, that it's, that it's how players are going to fit in you. You yeah. know, there may be good individuals, individuals, but if you've got a, a certain pattern of play, you're going to move somebody into an unusual position because he's a good player. Well, so Ollie that, Burke, that's the interesting thing. Ollie Burke was and is in an unusual position. Uh, that's not his natural yeah. position, but now that Edward is back fit again, uh, we'll see where he goes. Mm. But listen, it's very, very simple. The Rangers fans will say we were the best transfer window. The Celtic fans will say they were the best transfer window. And on we go. I mean, Derek, it, we're so quick to judge now aren't we you're looking for instant success it's almost like if guys don't play well in their first game or their yeah. first two games Absolutely. people change their opinions completely um, Defoe and Davis by that very very strict criteria probably have taken a bit longer than people expected and by longer I mean two games so I, yeah. I appreciate how ridiculous that sounds but you're still waiting to see the absolute best of them I'm sure Absolutely and, and you know what Stephen Davis can do, can do you know he's a smashing player and so is Defoe but it's, it's all about how Rangers play and can you get and the can like said like, Defoe He's been playing in sides That uh, when they actually go forward There's plenty of room there Because teams are normally attacking them And getting men forward So spaces are left When you play for Rangers There's not many spaces at the back So unless you're getting the decent balls From the wide men Or the midfielders to your feet So you can turn in the box Then he's going to struggle a wee bit So And I think the manager knows that And the player knows that It's just mm. playing to the strengths Of the players that they've got up front That's what Rangers have to do We're asking you What do you make of your team's business During this January window And what has been the best Piece of business You tell us Karen is on It's a, a happy Aki's fan Karen is The best piece of business though Was getting Brian Rice I like the positivity, the way he speaks and the way people speak about him. Hadn't really been on my radar, but I like him instantly. So that's a managerial one. What about on the playing front, the best piece of business in Scotland for you? And how would you assess your team's business? Let's hear from Brendan Rogers. He's delighted to finally have got his man, even if it is just a loan deal for Jeremy Tollian, 24-year-old right back from Borussia Dortmund until the end of the season. The Celtic boss says they have been tracking him for a while. He, he was one that uh, was off... It limit for us uh, a number of months back. You know, we we weren't able to to get him, but 
he was one that our recruitment team were very, very much aware of. And uh, but thankfully we were able to strike a deal. Uh, so there's a lot of work that's gone into that with the club and to try and get that over the line. And and obviously the boys had to sacrifice a little bit as well. So that shows you his mentality and wanting to come here and play. And uh, yeah, so it's it's very good for us. He, he's a he's a player that can defend the, the the middle of the the field well as a full back, but also can get out. And he's he's very fast and and dynamic in them situations. So, um, so yeah, so he will add to to our squad, and, and we're delighted he's here, especially with you know the likes of um, young Tony Ralston being injured. It was the obvious one, Hugh. If if you oh. listen to these phones over the last couple of weeks, if you read our Twitter feed, it was the one position that most Celtic fans expected oh. something to arrive. It was right back, and think, uh, they get Jeremy Tolian. I think it brings a double benefit to Celtic and Brendan Rodgers. Yes, he has come to Scotland from a better league And therefore, uh, he will add quality to the Celtic squad It could also mean that Michael Lustig moves over into central defence Because at the moment, Benkovic will be out for weeks No sign of Boyata coming back uh, And you know Celtic could need cover there as well So, you know, he offers... The possibility of being a fine fullback and also releasing Lustig to help out in an area where uh, problems have occurred. I think a blow as well for Celtic is Tom Rogic. Mm. You know, he's going to be out for six weeks with, with, with a knee injury. He's, he's, he's gone under the surgeon's knife. So that's a huge blow as well because he's a massive player for Celtic as well. You bet. You're right. Centre of defence is, is going to be a problem. But you wonder, and somebody suggested it the other weekend and, and didn't sound so daft, it's putting. Brown back in there as a sweeper. I mean, we, we can go back to the, the 60s, 70s, the Celtic team. Uh-huh. Billy McNeil, who was alongside them? John, John Clark, Clark wasn't yeah. the biggest man, but what a sweeper. He read the game but, so uh, well and everything else. Yeah, you know, to compliment Celtic, uh, on Wednesday night against St Johnston, when they went six points clear, there was no Gordon, Tierney, Benkovic, Boyata, Griffiths, Rogic, and Cham. Edward only came on latterly as a sub. So. Brendan Rodgers has lost an awful lot of players mm. And to remain six points clear Under those circumstances Doing a decent job Yeah we'll look at that injury list a bit later on Jim McLaughlin's a Thistle fan Asking about the best piece of business He says it's a toss up between Stephen Saunders and Joe Cardle As Partick Thistle's best signing He says Saunders just shades it Tell us about your team Happy with what they've done so far David is a Celtic fan What do you make of the business done at Parkhead David? How you doing guys? Good. Hi David How you doing? I'm not too happy with the, the business Celtic's doing, to be honest with you guys. Um, over the past four seasons, Celtic's took in roughly £20 million per season, so you're talking £80 million. That's a rough estimate, just in European money alone. No, they, do have, they, they, do, they do have to spend that money, of course. The players' wages have got to be paid and uh, all manner of overheads. That's right, Hugh, but let's let's take it for instance this season, OK? We've got £20 million in for Dunbelly just there. European money aside, which we'll pay for the, the wages and that that you're talking about, we've signed two players, Chaved and Bio, for probably around about four million. So they've got sixteen million pounds signing uh, sitting there in a kitty, uh-huh. and we're bringing guys in and loan. We are Burke, Tolian loans. Yep. The fans are paying good money. They deserve good signings, mate. Well, I think that's where the, the fans and the club uh, possibly go different roads. I don't think that Celtic uh, are interested in spending vast sums of money. 
uh, to see if they can win the domestic league here. I think Celtic believe that they have a squad of players who ought to be capable of winning the domestic league. Uh, Brendan Rodgers has been... Sorry? What's happening with the other money? Where's the other money going? I would like someday at Celtic Park, Peter Lawler, to come out and see where that money's going. Well, you know, Celtic, uh, they're absolutely accountable to the shareholders because they publish their accounts on an annual basis. So everyone knows exactly how much money has been brought in and how much money has gone out. You know, you can't insinuate things like, where's this money going? You know, it's all there as a matter of public record. Uh, but I just think that at the moment, Celtic think that they have enough players to win this league. David, is this not the age-old problem that Celtic have had for a couple of years where if you're looking for a certain level of quality, it costs sometimes more than you are willing to pay and that's why you go for guys on loan Celtic wouldn't be able to sign Timothy Weah on a permanent transfer right now I can't imagine Oliver Burke Scotland's most expensive player twice so to get to get certain levels of players sometimes you just have to take them on loan do you not? That's the point I'm, I'm making I think we have got the money I, I believe there's 16 million sitting after Dumbelli why not spend it? Why did we not bring that boy in Bengovic full time? Or why did we not go well, and spend the money? First of all, Hugh, Hugh, first it's, of all. It's, not, it's not just about transfer fees though Because if you sign a guy at X amount of money He wants 60, 70 grand a week sure. Some, that, that's, yeah. that's the problem But I think um, you know, David has to, to realise that Bengovic belongs to Leicester City They paid £11 million for him uh, David, would you be uh, happy if Celtic offered £11 million for Bengovic? I'd be over the moon with that Nah, I'd, 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 Celtic will never, ever offer that kind of money He'll go back to his parent club uh, Now, what do you regard as the most important thing? The domestic league or Europe? Both, if you've got a strong team and spent a lot of money Then you believe hopefully they'll have both Well, I think Celtic see themselves first and foremost as a Europa League And not Champions League now uh, and uh, I think if they get past Valencia Great, wonderful feather in their cap However, I think the Celtic supporters Believe that this league is all important And Celtic ought to have the players to win it I'm liking the wide range of opinions Coming on on the best piece of business Matthew Roberts is fancying Dundee United He says Reynolds, So, Pollock, Connolly and Gomez um, I'm sure that's enough to claw back the six-point deficit and see United back in the Premier League. And Mark Robson says, all the talk about Malumbu going back to Kelly, but surely the best piece of business has to be Alex Bruce going to Kilmarnock, a no-nonsense centre-back. You tell us, 01419511025. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rogers on injuries after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we would love, as always, to hear from you. So give us a call or tweet in at Clyde SSB. We're asking you what you make of your team's transfer business this window and what was the best piece of business done in Scotland. I'm getting a whole range of answers coming in on Twitter. So keep them coming. Uh, and we'll also look ahead to tomorrow's games, of course, because we've got some fantastic fixtures coming up in the Premiership and beyond. Over the weekend First one's tonight actually um, And it's looking a bit snowy Down at Rugby Park If you're heading down Get the thermals looked out The Long Johns It's going to be bitter Hopefully the football heats you up Well uh, It's an outstanding fixture That's for sure Uh, Hearts If they can Get a win In Ayrshire uh, Will start to come back Into the conversation About the finale To the season Uh, But 
if Kilmarnock win at home they go into mm. second place and they are the team who will not go away Stephen Gerrard says he's looking forward to having a selection headache After adding players in the window He says they received no respectable bids for any of their players And is glad that they managed to get most of their business done early Took the level up in training Took the quality of the squad up It gives me better options Gives me the chance to do different things And it's also gave me a big challenge as well Because obviously everyone's fighting for places Again tomorrow I'm going to have to disappoint a few people Who won't make the 18 But that's all to benefit Rangers And the success of Rangers It's very important that we have a squad the 23 people a strong squad and, and everyone's fighting for the for the same thing and that's to win football games yeah I think we were we were pretty satisfied a few days ago last week if you like you've always obviously got that situation where you know, there's rumours and speculation about your own players and teams maybe going to come in with a bid but thankfully no respectable bids landed on the table so that's obviously a bonus for a manager's point of view and obviously you want to get your targets done and dusted which we did very early in terms of Jermaine and Stephen they've had a, a few weeks now to settle in and bed in and they're looking a little bit Sharper and fitter for us now And everyone should be now Focused on the games To come ahead To, to finish the season strong Martin's a Rangers fan From Clyde Bank What do you make of your team's business In January Martin? Um, I think that uh, I'm happy To be honest um, That we brought in um, Davis um, To be honest I'm not too sure about the four I was happier With just uh, Morelos I know we needed a striker um, But I'm not sure about the four yet To be honest in, in what way then? Just elaborate on that for us. What, what, what you're not sure about? I think let's see before and uh, Morelos are sort of the same, the same player. The two of them are like Morelos is better holding the ball up um, than Defoe, uh, and I think Defoe is a little more of a like a goal line, like Alan McCoy's like tapping. Mm. Derek um, Johnson, you know the position well. What what do you think then? Because when when the name Jermaine Defoe. You know, when that arrives, people yeah. think well, you know, automatically it's a good signing. Is the greater challenge going to be finding out how, how you fit him in to Absolutely. a Rangers team and, and how that works? That was always going to be the problem with Stephen Davis as well. Because if we say Rangers have got, you know, seven or eight midfielders that any three of these seven can play. And, uh, you know, and Stephen's got to find a way of fitting and play, fitting players in. I think Lafferty's still a, a, big, a big job to do there as well. I mean, the manager had a wee go at him last week saying, you know, it's up to him. But he wants to play. He's got to show me in training that he's... He's willing to work hard and scoring goals in training. Well, he got his goal in midweek. As you say, not the greatest goal in the world, but it was running to the, the sprint towards it and the wee tap by the goalkeeper. That do him the world of you. So it depends on how Stephen's going to play in games. You know, he, he can play the two of them up front, but I've got a sneaking feeling that if, if he plays Morelos, Morelos likes playing up on his own first and foremost. You know, let, let's, get, let's get that sorted out. He likes playing up on his own. But what he needs to do is if, if they're going to play that diamond shape now and again, and it is going to be horses for courses, depending on who they're playing against, if he plays at the top of that diamond, just off Morelis, that might mm. find a wee bit more space for him, you know, to get the ball and run at defenders. That might be the right way to play him. So are you quite clear on this, Martin? If, you know, if picking a team for tomorrow, for instance, or picking a team for a must-win game for Rangers, you go for Morelos and you leave the foe on the bench. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, better holding the ball up and bringing other players into the, into the game. Um, I think the four, I don't know, he's, to be honest, I think he's, he's better at getting the ball at his feet, but Morelos can hold the ball up better. To be fair, Martin, he hasn't played an awful lot of football, and it's not, it's not an excuse for him. I mean, if you, if you don't play enough football, then you're not going to be sharp. 
I think that's why the manager's saying has given them a few days again. They're working hard and they're getting up to scratch now. I think once once they've got up to the same fitness as the other players, then I think you'll see better play coming from them. This is the knee jerk reaction capital of the world here. You know, you don't get two minutes and then you're you're, you're judged as a success or a failure after two games. Hmm. Do you think that's heightened when you come with a reputation? Because well, when there's an unknown quantity that people might give you the slightest bit of time to, to, to learn about you. Yeah. But when you come here with a reputation, people are judging your first 10 minutes yeah. and deciding then. Well, Stephen Gerrard played for England with Jermaine Defoe. And when they were having their conversations, I have to believe that Jermaine Defoe was given assurances about the amount of game time he would get at Rangers. Otherwise, he'd be wasting his time up here. Now, Rangers will get a walkover tomorrow against St Mirren. Oh, that, come on, that should yeah. be disrespectful again. No, 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 Have you not learned your lesson I, after the Cowdenbeath episode? I, and I, I was right. Cowdenbeath lost to Rangers, therefore I was right. You can't call that a walkover. Come on, no, be no, fair. Listen, that the, the, you asked me to be forthright. St Mirren, <laughs> St Mirren are busy losing three goals to Hibs at home last Sunday. Rangers have got a walkover tomorrow at Ibrox. But then comes the interesting part. Because they have to go to Aberdeen in the league And then it's Kilmarnock in the cup Now Those two games are an awful lot of responsibility On the shoulders of the players Jermaine Defoe included Stephen Davis included So we'll find out a lot more about Defoe and Davis And what's going through Stephen Gerrard's mind At Pataudry and at Rugby Park But tomorrow We'll just find out that there's a gulf between Rangers and St Mirren St Mirren fans, I expect you to take him to task over that Even if Rangers do go on and win comfortably He's, uh, yeah, let's see what you have to say um, Martin, what about Can the... Say one more thing? Yeah, what, what, I think you had some thoughts on what was the best piece of business done in Scotland, didn't you? Yeah, to be honest, um, I'd say I'm a Rangers fan But I think the best piece of business was done by Hibs when they signed Ryan Gold Okay, don't mind that, Hugh so That's a well, shout we've not had yet uh, Mark McNulty in as well, and a couple yeah. more. You know, Hibs have done well too. They're, yeah. under, they're under pressure because uh, the decision to get rid of Neil Lennon uh, and that ridiculous statement uh, in which he appeared not to jump and he was not pushed, but somehow he still lost his job. Uh, Hibs are under pressure uh, to find a manager who is an adequate replacement for Neil Lynn and under pressure to get results on the park. Now, they did well at St Mirren, having gone a goal down, they regained their composure uh, and finished off very strongly. But we've got Aberdeen tomorrow. We'll see what they're made of there, Ryan Gold included. Uh, Derek, you can see why people are, are picking him out. It's not been a great couple of weeks, obviously, for Hibs yeah. on the field. But even within that, you can just see a couple of the passes that he's picking and we know what he's capable of from his time at Dundee United. So I think people will be interested to see how much he rediscovers of that. Absolutely, because he was the man, wasn't he, at the time when he was at Dundee United? I mean, every week they were showing that the, the skills that he, he wasn't a one-trick pony. He had plenty of tricks. Mm. He was doing some amazing things. Well, I have to say, at Dundee United, and when he went abroad, he's he's probably learned a lot more. But he never had an awful lot of games for the first team, and he's obviously enjoyed himself or he'd been back a lot earlier than he is now. But there is talent there, without a shadow of a doubt. And, and I think if you give him the, the, the right balls and, and you've got the right people in the box He will certainly find them He's, he's a smashing player for them uh, Thank you to Martin, a Rangers fan from Clyde Bank It's 0141 951 uh, To join in on the phones Jamie Byrne says uh, Hugh always says Brendan Rodgers was brought in to perform in Europe All these short term signings Bayata and Benkovic will be gone by the Champions League qualifiers So assuming we win the league 
Um, that's going to seriously compromise our chances Where does that leave us? We, we did outline the situation here As to, to why sometimes you need to turn to loans Is there a case to say that Celtic have done it too often? Celtic have a clearly defined policy Bring them in like Bio For a couple of million And somewhere down the line Sell them you hope For five or six or seven times that amount of money So that's a clearly defined policy on Celtic's behalf I just think that yes they would like to get into the Champions League They were unfortunate this season Should have qualified but did not Uh, The money's handy, very nice But I don't think that Celtic uh, are (laughs) taken by the idea of European football As much as they once were And I don't think they're willing to shell out the kind of money the fans would like to see On players who could yes guarantee qualification and also Take Celtic out of the group stages I suppose what I mean though Is how, how many loans is, is too many is, yeah. is there such a thing? Well you know I'm old fashioned That I believe That players should be brought To the club on a permanent basis You strengthen your side And you see what they are capable of You've got a very Good manager in Brendan Rodgers You're paying him Astronomical money By Scottish standards But You don't get the impression That the same willingness To spend money on players Is there Listen Loan players I've got to be better than what you've got, Hugh. That's, that's the bottom line. Whether you sign them or not, a loan player's got to be better than what you have. And if you've got to bring them in, the manager feels you know, there's a weakness somewhere. That's why he's got to bring better players in. Tommy's a Morton fan from Greenock. Hi, Tommy. Hi, hi, guys. What's um, on your mind tonight, Tommy? I've been listening to, some, listening to some of your callers and talking about who they've bought and who they'd like to buy. And the suit sounding derogatory to our football. People that's costing 12, 14, 16, 20 million have no money to play in their league. Their ambitions are, are, are way elsewhere. Um, so we take what we can get and, and hope that we can develop into something. Yeah, you have a point. I mean, you, I, you can't argue with that. Uh, it's a hard sell, Scotland. Uh, unless you're offering Celtic or Rangers. Uh, players are still intrigued by that and will take a chance. But even at that, if you get... You know, there's a, there's a financial aspect that cannot be ignored. They might offer you 25, but you can get 50 elsewhere. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they're working men. But I don't think you're right. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. I know anybody in Scotland is going to bid 10, 11, 12 million pounds. Well, I mean, Celtic just did happen. it on it. Could, 9 million on Edward. Yeah, but it's not yeah. going to happen again. Celtic are the only club capable of putting real big money out there. Uh, but they run their club in a way that is successful. Uh, they have a healthy balance sheet Sometimes the supporters I think Look upon the balance sheet uh, As the club's idea of a trophy But not their idea of a trophy uh, And they want better money spent on players uh, But Celtic, as I say, you can't fault them They've won the last seven trophies on the bounce They're still in Europe In the Europa League uh, And their policy can't not be faulted But Can I come back in please, Scott? Yes, when you go, Tommy well, I was going to say, just what you mentioned there about Celtic winning seven trophies in a, in a row. Now, that's actually probably acted against our manager because see, if they've gone and win, it wouldn't matter if he wins 10, 12, 15. It's worked against him because he's backed himself into a, a place he can't make nobody get out unless he wants to go down to the lower divisions of the English Premiership. There's a very, very simple they don't thing. Take, they don't take note of what we've got up here. Yeah, but there's a very simple thing going on with Celtic. It's as plain as the nose in your face. The supporters... Demand 10 titles in a row That is the number one priority For mm. the entire Celtic support If Brendan Rodgers delivers that Then I think 
Yeah, I think you said though a minute ago that, that you know the policy can't be faulted. Surely everyone's policy can be faulted. Yeah. There, are, there are numerous faults within the policy. Yes, of it, course it's worked at times, but it's, it's clearly not worked at others. It, it can't be faulted by an economist. Football has two, way, two mm. different pages. One is economy and the other is emotion. The supporters have cornered the market in emotion. They put their faith and trust in the team, the manager... And the hierarchy at the club To provide for that team The economist looks at the balance sheet And says Celtic are doing very well The business is perfectly run So it's always been that way in football Particularly at the highest level Economy, emotion Mr M says It's funny hearing you Your attitude Hugh Towards Celtic's short term loans Despite being cash rich Compare and contrast that To what you've previously said About Rangers use of the loan market Being indicative of cash issues He says you're tied in knots Oh really? Uh, Rangers clearly don't have the money That Celtic have uh, And all credit to Stephen Gerrard He has gone about his business In a very astute way uh, that's why Rangers will be three points behind Celtic by five o'clock tomorrow. So, yeah, I think the accusation is though that you're happy with Celtic bringing in loans, but you weren't happy with Rangers previously bringing in loans. I think that's that's the general point. I don't need to be happy about anyone. Oh, you know what I mean? I just stand <laughs> here and tell you what never I think. Happy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I go back to it. Stephen Gerrard has done a very uh, astute job on a fraction of the money that Celtic have, and if Celtic do win the title. Uh, then people will say Oh well they should With all the money they've got And the squad they've got Fair enough But they have to win it first of all uh, We just heard from Stephen Gerrard On a potential selection headache for Rangers Now that they've got uh, a fair few players in uh, We're about to hear from Brendan Rodgers On his injury list And that's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompsons.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here One hour to kick off In the Friday night football Between Kilmarnock and Hearts The tractor's out Hugh Evans oh, It's no. removing some snow from the surface uh, I'll bring you the teams quickly Kilmarnock go with Backman and goal A back four of a Donald Boyd, Finlay and Taylor Tishbola, Dicker and Power The midfield three uh, And it's Burke and Jolly and Jones um, No place for Malumbu Anywhere this evening He's not on the bench McDonald Bruce is on the bench uh, Broadfoot Mackenzie Waters Miller And Frizzell As for The Jambos Doyle In goal uh, You've got Smith Shaughnessy Suter and Berra At the back Bozanich Clare Jim Naismith Mulraney And Morrison um, Can you give me a wee score prediction On that one? I am going 2-1 Killy nil nil. Oh, Went down there Listen that. I went home On Saturday night Saturday night and, and on the BBC Albad To watch the Aberdeen Kelly game The whole game delayed And honestly After about 20 minutes I turned it over <laughs> It was the worst game I've ever seen in my puff What was on instead? The Voice or something? something and Strictly I hate that, and That's not on anymore is it? Listen to that yeah. Than watch the other stuff uh, Right What about Celtic's injury list? Uh, they continue mm-hmm. to mount Tom Rogic will now be out For at least six weeks With a knee injury Picked up on international duty With Australia He went to London He came back from the Obviously the the Asian Cup and um, with Australia he had an issue with his hand out there and, and then he obviously got injured with his knee so he went down to, to London with a our, our, uh, member of our medical team yesterday just to, to check that his hand didn't need an operation and whilst he was there we thought we would just ensure that we had his knee looked at and his knee showed up that he had a, a, a lateral meniscus problem 
which is going to put him out for up to six weeks. So, um, so not what we were expecting, but the way football works. It's, it's disappointing for us, of course, because we've missed him for the period of time he's been out for the last month or so. So to have him out for another six weeks is, is a blow. Um, I mean, Celtic's league position looks good, Hugh. Oh. There's a trophy in the bag, they're still in Europe. So the overall picture is, is not one to worry about. But the injury list is, surely, when you look at the, the, the calibre of player who's going to be missing exactly. for a couple of weeks and, you know, with Valencia fast approaching. You know, you, it doesn't matter talking about Celtic in relation to other sides. I'm simply confining myself to the Celtic squad. And you're talking about diminished resources available to Brendan Rodgers because Kieran Tierney... <coughs> Anybody, any idea? Not heard. Benkovic, Weeks. Boyata, who knows? Griffiths, I don't think you'll see him again this season. Rogic, Weeks. And Sham, where is he? What big name players mm. there to be to be missing. Mm. Uh, so I, I commend Celtic for being six clear uh, while doing without all of these. But, that, but that's the strength they've got though, Hugh. I mean, they, they keep saying they've got the best squad in the business and that's, it's proven it's needed. And that's why he's had to bring in players as well To supplement those who might be out for weeks As you suggest But I think to lose Tierney, Benkovic, Boyata, Griffiths, Rogic and Sham I mean, all automatics uh, Paul's a Celtic fan in Kirk and Tillock What do you make of the injuries first of all, Paul? Hey, it's, yeah, it's mounting up, isn't it? Uh, it's mounting up and it's mounting up in important positions But I think we've got the squad to to deal with well, what's, uh, the, what's the worst area I mean because Celtic have obviously got a lot of midfielders so maybe the Rogic one as good as he is won't be felt as much as, as the centre backs is that fair? Yeah I think so I think that uh, I think we've still got options in the, the middle of the park and I don't know if we're always, we're always picking the right options uh, there's been a lot made of Scott Brown signing his two year contract I think Everybody will be pleased he signed the two-year contract, but yeah, I think that still, when Callum McGregor plays there, he's a, he's a much more attacking. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to of Scott Brown. I think they want him to stay. Yeah, but I see his role is, is different now. Yeah, and I think I think we've got a lot of options. Yeah, I feel that the signings that we're making as well will strengthen us. Yeah, but it's signings we need. I don't think it's. I know the guys have went back to our term clubs, uh, but I think it's. I think we're strengthening uh, in the right areas. What do you make of the the nature of the business this window, Paul? You know, there's been a lot of talk tonight about about loans, and some people accept that fine. They understand why. Other people don't don't like the idea. Um, where do you sit? Well, you know, I think I think a lot of fans. Have got unrealistic expectations at Celtic. Uh, now I hear people come on and say we want a marquee signing. We want a marquee signing. We don't make marquee signings. No ends calling make marquee signings. Uh, our marquee signing is Brendan Rodgers, and it's Brendan Rodgers' job to scour Europe. Now I'm not saying we, we, we need to give up because we can't compete with English Premiership, but uh, it's Brendan Rodgers' job to scour Europe get the best young people we can, young signings, and then make them better so they might go on to the marquee signings. I think that the days, I, I mean, I can't remember, I'm coming up, I'm in my 40s, I can't remember Celtic ever making a marquee signing. Well, 
uh, I'll quickly go through the memory bank here to see well I mean Henry Larson turned into one of the best players ever to play for the club but that was uh, Vim Janssen's intelligence this there This is back to this definition of a marquee to... signing though because well, I'm not saying Odson Edwards marquee but if you break your transfer record yeah. by a by a distance yeah. that, that must at least yeah. fall me, into that category a, a marquee signing is a cliche but a marquee signing for me is someone who has the wow factor oh I never thought we'd get him yeah. uh so that's what the Celtic fans were looking for. Uh, but as you said at the very start of the programme, Gordon, the window's closed. This is it. This is the hand you've been dealt now uh, and you'll have to play it. Uh, and Celtic remain the likeliest winners of the title because they have more good players than anybody else. Now, if they get uh, Tierney back in Sham, whatever he may be, uh, you know, players like that, uh, then it will be a big help to Brendan Rodgers. But uh, at the moment, they are short in terms of their own squad. As I say, I'm not talking about Celtic in relation to others. In terms of his own squad, Brendan Rodgers must be looking and saying, I never expected mm. to be down so many players at the same time. Thanks to Paul and Kirk and Tillich. Derek, I'm thinking back to the, the discussion we were having about Morelos, the phone, and, and so on. Yep. As, as someone who, who sees the team a lot, any thoughts on what does Rangers' strongest eleven look like now? Now that the window's closed, no one else is going to come in, no one else is going to leave. What does that strongest eleven look like? You know, I, I don't know what the strongest eleven is, and I don't think the manager, you know, knows either. I think he, he decided he wanted to play a system, and the system's been working. And then he brings in two quality players in Stephen Davis and 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 Defoe, and he's he's trying to fit them in, you know, disrupting the. The way he was playing before And it, it, it didn't really work Until he got back to that again Now I don't know I, th- I think it, it depends on where he's playing If he's playing hard games Away at Celtic Park Away at Aberdeen Away at Hibs and Hearts I think he may well play it differently Than he will at home Because there's a lot of games He can play three at the back Which gives him a chance Of playing five in midfield You know And playing two up front He's 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 got he's now got a lot of choices With the players he's got mm. in But you're asking me what Rangers' best eleven is. I couldn't tell you, God, and I see them certainly all the home games I watch, and I don't know what their strongest team is because there are times where where you look at the likes of McCrory, Jack, and Arfield. You say the three of them complementing each other. You know they're looking really good, and then one gets injured, somebody else comes in, and then they've got to change it again. So I, I don't know what yeah. what his what his strongest team is. Yeah, funnily enough, that was a name I was going to mention because I've seen a lot of people have been enjoying the last couple of performances from. Ross McCrory yeah. Maybe want to see A bit more of him yeah. But then of course Then you add You add Kamara To that mix Don't you and Exactly So you, it all depends On what they're going to do In training I mean if The manager's obviously Got an idea I mean he wouldn't Bring Kamara in Just for the sake Oh he's another midfielder I'll bring him in He's obviously got a role For him as well Somewhere in the team At certain times Maybe not every week But he'll have a role for him As he will for All these midfield players But as for saying What, what his strongest 11 is I don't have the, the focus You can maybe mention Six or seven but the other four could change every other week. Yeah, but as I say, the big tests are coming up now. Uh, not tomorrow, that's not a test. But when they play Aberdeen, followed by Kilmarnock, uh, it would be calamitous for Rangers if they were to lose both of those games. Uh, even draw the league match and lose the cup game. Uh, there's a, a calamity combination. There's also uh, a confident combination. If they win both, uh, then it doesn't matter which is your strongest 11 as long as you keep on winning and rotating at the same time. Beat the pundit.
Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. They always talk about that Friday feeling. Well, imagine the feeling of adding to that by coming on here and teaching Hugh Keevens or Derek Johnson a lesson at Beat the Pundit. This is your chance to show off your footballing knowledge, get the bragging rights and win yourself a signed ball. It is that simple. If you fancy it tonight, you need to dial 01419511025 right now because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock to do so. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still looking for your suggestions on what you made of your team's business during the January window and who did the best piece of business. What was the best piece of business in Scotland? You tell us. 0141-951-1025. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And of course we'll turn our attentions to tomorrow's games as well uh, Of course, first and foremost though, let's do this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Yes, it is Beat the Pundit time Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson standing by Just doing the pre-match stretching routine One of them is taking on Sam from East Kilbride How are you tonight Sam? I know bad Gordon, how are you doing mate? Yeah, all good thank you Have you ever played before? I have played before, yeah. All right, what's your record? Um, uh, I can't remember who I was against, but I did get beat. Oh, um, there unfortunately, we go. That was me. I think it was Mark Wilson, which is maybe even worse. Oh, <laughs> that's never a good one. I, know, I like how he's just dismissed it out of his memory bank. You can't yeah. even remember. I know I get beat. So, uh, anyway, let's see if you can oh. go one better tonight. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's DJ. And it's Tails. Derek Johnson, get the headphones on, and I'll give you some Clyde too, so you don't know what Sam is saying. And we'll get the questions lined up Sam You know the drill I'll tell you anyway 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? I'm ready Jordan Rossiter has gone on loan To which English club? Ready In what year of the 90s Did Morton add Greenock to their name? 98 uh, What was the first trophy Scott Brown won When he joined Celtic? Week up Who finished bottom Of the Scottish Premiership Last season? Ross County who was the last Scot to be sent off at a World Cup? Pass. Stuart Millen is the chairman of which Scottish club? Aberdeen. And what nationality is New St Mirren signing Dukins Nazon? Oh, uh, <laughs> Hungarian. Uh, let's bring Derek back. Uh, Derek, same set of questions to you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Jordan Rossiter has gone on loan to which English club? Bury. In what year of the 90s did Morton add Greenock to their name? 95. What was the first trophy Scott Brown won when he joined Celtic? League Cup. Who finished bottom of the Scottish Premiership last season? Oh, pass. Who was the last Scot to be sent off at a World Cup? Pass. Stuart Millen is the chairman of which Scottish Aberdeen. club? What nationality is New St Mirren signing Dukins Nazon? Uh, French. And with which Premiership club did Bobby Williamson manage from 96 to 2002? Kelly. What do you make of the competition, Sam? Could be tight, aye, it's quite oh good. Dear. I think you're right, I think it is. Let's go through Rangers. Jordan Rossiter has gone to which English club alone is Bury. You both got that right, um, which means it's one all. In what year of the nineties did Morton add Greenock to their name? You want to add anything, Hugh? Ninety-eight. Ninety-four. Oh. So it's still one all. What was the first trophy Scott Brown won when he joined Celtic? He, he sort of had the choice of three. It was the league. It was the league the title. League. Uh, so still one all. Who finished bottom of the Scottish Premiership last season? Was it Partick Thistle? 
Ross County Ross County Thistle went down in the playoffs Didn't they So Sam goes into A 2-1 lead uh, Who was the last Scot To be sent off At a World Cup You must have been there Hugh no France I was yeah uh, Who did you send off Craig Burley Paul Lambert Craig Burley Oh Burley Did he Against Morocco Yeah We're rotten that night <laughs> uh, So it's still 2-1 Stuart Millen's the chairman Of Aberdeen so you both got that right Which means it's 3-2 What nationality is St Mirren's new signing Dukin's Nason Anyone care to He's French born But he plays as international He's, he's Haitian He's from Haiti Yeah but I knew wow. he was French so, no, To be fair he is French So none of you get that right Unsurprisingly And with which premiership oh. club Did Bobby Williamson manage From 96 to 02 It was Kilmarnock Sam He got through more questions Which means it equalises Oh last minute Back Ooh. post Pick Oh it here we go Right at the death Right okay um, I'm going to change this tiebreaker on the spot And I'm looking at you producer Andy Because that uh, <laughs> question is just ridiculous It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous Right Here is the question We know the drill Sam for a, a tiebreaker anyway I am going to ask the question I'll get Derek to write his attempt down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt okay Okay Right Derek Johnson The question is this Hearts are in action at Kilmarnock tonight what is their goal difference in the Premiership at the moment? Hearts goal difference. Hearts goal difference. Write it down, please. Uh, and Sam, what would your attempt be? I'll go minus two. Derek Johnson, hold up yours. Right now, I need to figure out who got closer. <laughs> right, so Derek Johnson has gone plus five. Sam has gone minus two. The answer is plus one. Sam, so Sam takes it. it Well done Sam Sam's Wow the sign, yeah. the He, sign sc- ball. he scored with a penalty kick That's it The same ball is on its way Good man Magic It's the closest margin ever It was ever. pretty close mm. yeah. I don't like being put in the spot With my arithmetic But I think even that no, Was no, simple right, enough for right, me right, So yes. it should be alright Anyway Sam well done Enjoy the same ball DJ Well done Sam We'll live to fight another well done, day Sam. He'll be back next week uh, That's Beat the Pundit For this week We'll be back on Monday night Um with the with another chance With another clean slate For next week For you guys to come on here And try and get one over On the pundits Right 0141 That's the number you need If you would rather tweet Then you can do so At Clyde SSB uh, Let's take a call from John Who's in Coatbridge Hi John Hi guys Good evening Hi Hello. John Hi how you doing uh, No Couldn't be the The, the signings Of made uh, Derek and Hugh I think Celtic's best signing as I know I've been critical of him this season But as Scott Brown I think it's a great boost to the club I just wonder what you think of that Well he clearly divides opinion Because yeah. when Celtic hit a purple patch uh, Around about October time uh, It was all about Callum McGregor And uh, Ryan Christie And the, the crispness of Celtic's passing And how quickly they were getting forward And it was a purple patch They were absolutely terrific at that point uh, And people then said You know I'd rather have the team minus Brown uh, and then when the purple patch was over, people started to get nostalgic for Scott Brown coming back in. So he clearly divides opinion. I think yeah. at this particular time when Brendan Rodgers has such a list of injured players, it's good for Celtic to have Brown uh, coming into this stage of the season where, you know, they call it whatever cliche you like, the sharp end, the business end. It's getting mighty serious now Absolutely no margin for error You're a very handy man to have around You know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago You know, It's up to Scott to, to knock the door Of Brendan Rodgers and say Look, 
where do you see my future? You know, what is going to happen? Because we know there's Australian teams and there's American teams. They're all after him. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and I would imagine these, these talks have gone very well. And the manager said, look, I'm not going to tell you you're going to play every week, but you're certainly in my plans all the time. You are the leader of the team. And I think that's, that's, that, that's maybe convinced him that, you know, well, if that is the case, then I'm going to stay because I don't want to uproot my family. I, I don't know what his thoughts are there, but to go away to Australia or go to America with a young go family, in, guys. does he want to do that? So, yeah, I think the good news for Celtic fans is that he has signed that two-year deal and it's a huge bonus for them. Yes, John. I, I, as you say, I was telling Gavin, uh, uh, Gordon there on, sorry, I hope so I can mix it up. I was, I, I was just back for Lanzarote and watched a couple of the games over there, right? Uh-huh. The, the St. Martin game and the St. Johnson, uh, sorry, the Hamilton game uh-huh. and the St. Johnson game I seen that night. But my opinion was, I, I thought we would have took the maximum points out of them all, right? But I, I honestly think if Celtic win on Sunday, I don't think there's any catching us. Just one do you think of that, no? I mean, so I know maybe we'll drop points, but I think the six points, Rangers will drop points too. So well, I'm just thinking, if we win on Sunday, it's league good league's over. Uh, no, I, I can't hold with that at all. Uh, you know, because it, in, in other words, you must think the league's over tonight because it's the same six points. No, oh, I know. If we, no, I'm talking if we win on Sunday because I think that'll be a hard game for us on Sunday. I mean, no, I mean that'll be a hard game. I think if we win, I think if we win on Sunday, sure. My personal opinion is that the league's over. No, no, I mean, no, 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 but so will Rangers. And yeah, so will Kilmarnock. absolutely. Everyone will drop points. Uh, but if Celtic beats St Johnston on Sunday and it's six points away from Rangers with the goal difference making it perhaps seven points away from Rangers Celtic will still have to go with Pataudry Tynecastle they'll have to play Rangers again at Celtic Park my feeling, my gut instinct is if Celtic are still in front of Rangers by six points when the teams meet on the 31st of March if Celtic beat Rangers on the 31st of March, that's it. Show over, bring down the curtain, goodbye. I bet, again, you're being disrespectful to, to Kilmarnock and maybe to Aberdeen as well. They may well still be up there, Hugh. They, they can win their games as well. We're only talking about a Rangers-Celtic thing here, but there are, there are four teams and maybe five of Hearts win tonight. There's, there's five teams that are contesting that. I, I, I am of the belief that neither Kilmarnock nor Aberdeen will be able to sustain this run all the way until the end of the season and I am the one who does call Kilmarnock the team who refused to go away I just don't believe that they will keep it going for the remaining 15 games of the season and by saying that uh, this disrespectful word is thrown about all the time if you say that you believe somebody's going to win the league does that mean you're disrespectful to the rest? No, but but what you are saying, you're you're just saying it's 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 between Rangers and Celtic. But that's it's my not, belief. Yeah, well, it's not. You know, Kilmarnock are well in there just now, and so are Aberdeen. That's my belief. All right. <laughs> uh, since John and Coatbridge brought it up, let's hear from Scott Brown. He says he will continue to prove the doubters wrong after almost being tempted away. The captain signed a two-year deal after turning down a move to Australia. The reason I signed for Celtic in the first place was to win trophies. Uh, I want to win trophies, want to be top of the league year in, year out and uh, we've done that so well so far anyway and uh, it would have been totally different for me starting up a new club, no fans, no stadium to start with but it was something that kind of interested me as well but uh, at the end of the day Celtic is where my heart is people's doubted me all the way through and people say I'd never play football in the first place I was too small and not aggressive enough <laughs> uh, I think I've Shown that uh, I've managed to win battles that I've probably never going to win, and uh, I've stayed here for twelve years, and probably not a lot of people would have expected that in the first place when I first signed. I think he's absolutely right. 
when he came at first He had Rough edges Let's say uh, And he had to learn To be a player At that level uh, And he has learned Extremely well uh, He is abrasive He Again divides opinion Supporters Of other clubs Don't like Scott Brown uh, But the Celtic fans Adore him uh, And I think that he Will have signed this contract On the understanding that the sands of time are running out and he can't expect to play every game that Celtic play but he still has a valuable contribution to make and more trophies to win. When it gets to that stage Derek then and I'm thinking generally here but of course in in the, the relation to Scott Brown is it often as much about the, the sort of leadership qualities the experience and so on as much as just the, the simple footballing ability yeah. is is that is that part of the reason? I think I think the great strength of Scott Brown is not only the ability that he's got in the part, but you're right, the leadership's a big, big thing. How long have I been saying that about a Rangers side for the last seven or eight years? They lack leadership. And they always have. You need somebody on there if things are not going well. You know, somebody that's going to shout at them and get them going. And and he does that superbly well, Scott Brown. I think for that and, and these experiences as well, it's all three. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I mean if, if Scott Brown wasn't shouting at people, it wouldn't be the same Scott Brown in the, in the team because he just loves doing that. Somebody slacks, he's on them right away. And every club needs somebody like that that's going to G up players. 01419511025 is the number you need tonight. Uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. We're 30 minutes away from kickoff in the big game down at Rugby Park called Marmot against Hearts. So it will be very interesting to see what the league table looks like. At the end of the evening And what that means for tomorrow's fixers John's a Rangers fan in Barhead We've been asking everyone, John What they make of their team's business What do you make of yours? Rangers business? Yes Oh, fine, dandy Happy with what I you've just, got in? Yes uh, I just thought uh, The likes of Defoe And uh, Davis Should have been bleeded in Right I'm not a manager I don't pick the team But I thought that Kilmarnock uh, They should have been bleeded in Right that's just one of my points But it doesn't matter The game's done and dusted now I just even mm. settle for a point down there What about tomorrow I, then John? What, what does that mean for tomorrow? Do, do they do they stay in from, from Cowdenbeath Or is is that not something you can see happening? No, no I'd say about 67 changes tomorrow Maybe maybe half a dozen Half a dozen changes So Defoe and Davis back out tomorrow Derek Would you reckon? It's a hard one to call I mean I think John's right in the, in the sense he, he just do not know what team What he needs Is a winning team If he gets 11 tomorrow Whoever he picks And they win the game convincingly And they're looking the part That will be the same 11 That will go in, in, in the following game Because as he said A couple of weeks ago Every shirt's up for grabs If you're going to If you're going to produce for me And we're winning games You've got the shirt So if that is the strategy then If the team play well tomorrow And everybody's does really well That's the same team That'll go in the following week That's why it's always fascinating Hugh when the team news Comes out for the You know the few games After the window closes You're always looking at What new signing Goes, goes straight in Who hasn't hit the ground Running no. yet and, and so on Well it's the, Yeah two seconds John It's the domino effect now You know the, uh, the the team that plays tomorrow Will be Expected to Provide a result That sends Rangers To Pataudry In good spirit and the team that plays at Pataudry will be expected to carry that into the Kilmarnock Cup tie. Those two games, that sequence of matches, is very important to Stephen Gerrard. On you go, John. Um, I just go back in the last caller. I think it's a bit of disrespect there for Kilmarnock, right to Hearts, to Aberdeen, and to Rangers. At the end of the day, 
as you quoted, they've still got Aberdeen to play, right? Don't know what would happen there, maybe a draw. They've still to go to Tencastle, and Hearts have starting to build their team back up, their defence, better than that's back. They've to go to Kilmarnock away, which is a hard one, and they've to go to Livy away, which is a hard one in that plastic turf, which we don't like. So I think the last caller was a bit despective, and I agree with Derek. Kilmarnock's still, still in there, and I think it'll take a long time before Kilmarnock will fizzle out. Do you know what I mean? They're a big, they're a big strong team, Hardy boys, and they gave Rangers a good game, and all credit to Kilmarnock. Yeah, I, I keep on saying all teams, Rangers, Celtic, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Hearts, all of them will drop points between now and the end of the season. No one is coming out unscathed. So to say that Celtic will have won the league on Sunday afternoon by half past two because they've beaten St Johnson, I think is inaccurate and there's a lot of football to be played. However, if a Celtic supporter wants to believe that, then that's his belief. Uh, and as Derek said, he has another belief. Uh, we are all entitled to our beliefs, but I think it's inaccurate. Derek Johnson, one of the Rangers signings we haven't mentioned tonight would be Matt Polster. Yeah. Um, now he plays some football in a sort of defensive midfield role. He plays yeah. some football at right back. Where would you imagine him featuring most for Rangers? The great thing about him, he's got maybe four or five chances again a game for Rangers because he's a utility player. Whether it's right back, left back, midfield, uh, he can get forward. He's a great passer of the ball. Whether he's a holding midfielder, I think he's got so much competition certainly in midfield. I think he's maybe competition for the fullback for Tavernier's place. I think basically he wants to be a fullback. I think he can tackle. He's got good pace. He uses the ball really well. And I'm looking for. I mean, that's at another club. It's different when you come to Rangers. As we keep saying you're playing in front of full houses every other week. You know, so it's how he handles that. But he certainly looks the part, and and you'll you'll put pressure on the Rangers back four. That's for sure. Yeah, you. I mean, James Tavernier is one that probably hasn't had a great. Deal of competition I, mean, I know John Flanagan is Well I mean is a right back But he's he's been used more so On, on the left hand side So perhaps a, a bit of added competition on, on the other side of the field For James Tavernier Well as uh, Stephen Gerrard said earlier uh, These things make training more competitive Gets everyone up for it uh, Rangers midweek I said that Cowden Beef had Zero chance against Rangers And they did They lost But Rangers were complacent second half, complacent, lackadaisical, uh, almost shambolic in places. So they've had their their, their lesson there. Uh, and if the training was picked up by the arrival of Kamara and Polster, uh, then you know, Rangers can put that into effect tomorrow. But I, I don't see Polster having a significant part to play between now and the end of the season. I think he's he's arrived too late. And uh, is too inexperienced at that level Thanks to John, a Rangers fan in Barhead 01419511025 on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter And we're going to get an update on the Hibs situation from Eddie May And a good full-time teaser A good question for you lot to get your teeth into next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's that time of the night when you send the questions in to us and we set them up as a full-time teaser for the pundits to confuse them, shall we say, between now and the end of the show. So tonight's was sent in by Paul Stewart. 
Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to send a question in It can be like this It can be you know different It really doesn't matter But you send the questions to us um, Sometimes they go along like this though. The top 10 English Premier League goal scorers That have never won the league So it's a simple question But this, the answers might not be simple We're looking for the top 10 English Premier League scorers That have never won the league so don't give me your Wayne Rooney's. Don't give me Shearer. your. Uh, no, Shearer won it with Blackburn. Oh, so he did. We shout, Shug. Well done. I, I very nearly jumped in with Shearer myself. Oh, then I thought, oh, I just threw a name. S A S Shearer and something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, S. Uh, As always, you can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. The top ten English Premier League goal scorers that have never won the league. It's a good one. This. Thanks to Paul for sending it in. Never won the league. Mm-hmm. Michael Owen. No. Michael must have won the league with Liverpool. I don't know. Not with Liverpool. I think he did Man win U. it with Man U. Man U yeah. Yes. I don't think you've played enough. All right, we've not got any yet. Um, come on. I mean, these guys are household names. It must be said. One of them. One of them still scoring a lot of goals in that league at the moment. Crouch. Well, not who I meant, but yes, Peter Crouch is one of them. Um. Who would be the sort of top scorers in that league at the moment? Not Salah, not Aguero. Oh, you two are beyond help sometimes. Right, we'll move on. We're going to speak to Brian and Tullybody very soon. Just if Brian can just hang on a little sec longer, my apologies, Brian. But I do want to. No, in fact, I'll tell you what. Let's just Brian. I'm looking at the clock here, and he has been on for quite some time. Brian, what's on your mind? Right guys, uh, Harry Kane, would that be one? Oh, I can't believe you just did that Harry Cut Kane. him off, get him off Harry Kane Just for the boys you know Right, what I mean? fine, I don't mind it because they're struggling so much Well done Brian Don't well tell done, them son. anymore Brian Fling the dog a bone, you know what I mean? Ah, exactly Anyway, listen uh, I think the best signing of the last 10 years for Celtic And that's uh, a big statement is Scott Brown Not only... Um, you know, getting them for the next two years, I think, is brilliant for a lot of reasons. I call him the chameleon because he's changed so much from the lad that we bought for four point four million. Remember, Derek, you and I had the wee spa right. and you said, "Oh, he's definitely signing for." That was on the Monday. He's definitely signing for Rangers. Absolutely, you would quit your job. And remember, we had still that stand one. by that. Yes, he would have. Yeah, <laughs> you got the right money. Buy it and you're Still on that radio. Anyway, that is that is um, one of my favourite statements. But having Scott Brown at a club the size of Celtic, you try and buy a Scott Brown today, four point four million wouldn't you buy one of his toes? And a lot of, a lot of people will be spitting their feathers at this radio right now. But I'm 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 saying this that the managers we've had since we bought him. I mean, I, I believe it was Mr. Stark and it gone. Yes. The very first name on that team sheet will be Scott Brown. It's, it's imperative that that man gets back to where he plays and how he plays. Now, the, the thing I say about him being a, being a chameleon is because at one point he, he was a forward-going um, player and then now now we, we more want him in that defensive role. And people, you know, like when we went through that daft period of, oh, Scott Brown finished in October there. Jesus, I mean, it just... You know, I, I wanted to kick my radio off when I heard people, Celtic supporters, not so much other, 
other fans get annoyed with him because of who he is and how he does it. And that's one of the attributes I love about him. But when he plays football, Celtic win things. That has been indicative in the eight titles that he's already won. That will be indicative in the next two, I hope. And I'm not taking anything for granted. But until so, just to take Scotland, you back, just to take you back a second there, you said the eight titles that Celtic have won. Are you yeah. have you declared eight in a row? No, 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 no. You're not listening to me. Scott Brown's won eight. Yeah, previously. Right. Anyway, you know, you talk about it's your, your fellow Celtic supporters. You have to convince Brian because you're right. Some of them said after the Rangers defeat, ah, he's done. He's not the same player. Uh, and prior to that, when Celtic hit their purple patch when Scott Brown was out of the side because of injury it was the Celtic supporters who said the team's better off without him so I agree with you I think we're reaching that stage of the season where Celtic have to dig in if they want the title they have to dig in now and I think they're better with Brown in than out thanks to Brian not so thankful for him giving you a, a helping hand on the teaser just about to see we're looking for the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers that have never won the league so guys like Peter Crouch and Harry Kane are the only two you've got at Clyde SSB is lighting up with names uh-huh. Roscoe has uh, got one In fact Roscoe's got top of the list um, Steve Seagull No that's not one got Brian Elder's on to one Yep there's a few good shouts Wouldn't coming in Wouldn't be Defoe with it no? Yes wow. He's second on the list Second yeah. Second on the list Right let's hear from Eddie May uh, An update on what's been happening at Hibs Life without Neil Lennon goes on Eddie May in the dugout this weekend Here's what he had to say No I don't know uh, Anything regarding that uh, I can only go with the statement And both parties seem happy And uh, And Let them move on And uh, wish Neil all the best in the future And I'm sure Neil will wish Hibs all the best in the future And hopefully we can get a positive result tomorrow Is this set to come back A little bit Because it, it, it did come as a little bit of surprise to a lot of people uh, I wouldn't say set back What is it It was a surprise But things have been Sorted very quickly and uh, as I said, we'll just look forward to the game tomorrow and hopefully we can get a, a good result. Well, Eddie doesn't want to be the manager. He has uh, reiterated today that he's simply not interested in the job under any circumstances, but he's got Aberdeen followed by Celtic at Celtic Park on Wednesday. So he's going to have to negotiate he's got Rangers a very coming up rocky as well, road. Yeah, so, as well. uh, Hibs are going to have to get their business done very quickly in terms of finding a new manager. Uh, in the Neil Lennon situation Well Derek and I met Neil Lennon last night We were at the, the St Andrews Sporting Club for the boxing And uh, Neil was there as a, a guest uh, And I have to say In the 19 years that I've known Neil Lennon in the, the city of Glasgow I have rarely, if ever Found him to be so relaxed mm. So upbeat, positive Looking well uh, And you know you can be as sarcastic as you like and say, well, you'd look well if you had a, a year and a half's wages <laughs> in the bank. But uh, he was very upbeat and in a good place. Uh, and it was a pleasure to see him, pleasure to be in his company. And although Hibbs issued that ridiculous statement, which would have driven a strong man to despair, yeah. saying that he did not resign and he was not dismissed... Well, what was he then? Yeah. Um, it was a ridiculous statement, but whatever has taken place, Neil Lennon is going on with uh, an open mind and a happy heart. 
Yeah, very much so. I mean, spoke to him for a long time. Long after you left the place, I may add, Mr. Kevins, you were home. Was he up the road early. in the taxi, was he? Oh, he uh, was in the taxi. As soon as the, the last the last punch and he was away. Was that 11, was it? 11.30 I left. 11.30, that's, that's a bahookie. 11.30, that's you a should, proper you time. You shouldn't have been out after that I know, time. It's the first time for a long time. But listen, it's, maybe four or five of us stayed back and, and Neil was one of them. A really good chat about football. Not, not, not necessarily about the Hibs situation, but... Just football in general, talking about players and everything. It was it was really interesting, and we had a couple of lemonades as well. So it was yeah, it was a nice evening. Got home, got to keep, I got home at quarter to three to keep hydrated. <laughs> That's very important. Uh, John is a Hibs fan in Kirkuk. What have you made of what's been going on, John? Uh, well, I've just listened to Hugh there saying that uh, New Lennon's looking quite well last night. Well, I'm not surprised at that because that's the pressure off. Now I phoned in here last May after his wee outburst after the Hearts defeat saying that he wasn't being backed, he didn't know what his budget was. And you guys kind of uh, played it down, ah, things will be all right, Hibs are, you know, the lens going the way, blah, blah, blah. Um, as a Hibs fan, I think this club has been on its backside for a decade. And despite a cup win, cup final win, promotion, fourth spot and record season, t- uh, season ticket sales, this club hasn't got itself upon its knees yet. And there's something rotten in the state of Easter Road and it stinks of Petrie. Now, I've heard things And uh, this is getting leaked out Now you guys are speaking to him I don't know what you have heard But here's a wee bit of whistle blown What we've heard We heard that Petre wanted Rhythm And he was quite happy to go along with it While the fans were on his side And the results were coming As the results started to slide away Recently Petre told Dempster While he was out the country last week To put the brakes on the spending Force the man out Force force him to jump ship So that he didn't need to pay him a package Now They've sounded out, as far as this is alleged, they have sounded out two coaches down south, one who's got business with Neil Lennon. Neil, he was just straight on the phone to Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon's gone in there on Friday and read the riot act with Leanne Dempster. What do you think of that one? Well, you'll forgive me, but uh, all of what you've said is hearsay. Uh, We cannot agree with it or deny it because we don't know. Uh, you are recounting conversations that Rod Petrie has had with Leanne Dempster. How could we possibly know? And I have to say, how could you possibly know? What about John's general point? I mean, he doesn't seem happy about the, the bigger picture at Hibs at, mm. at all. No. He, he, I mean, John did list off yeah. the, the achievements, but notwithstanding I never those... Thought, I never thought I'd, I'd hear a Hibs fan uh, who watched the club win the Scottish Cup in the dramatic yeah. fashion in which they did Ending a, a curse that had lasted well over a hundred years uh, I never thought that that would be dismissed as a, an irrelevance However, he's the fan, he pays his money He's entitled to his opinion I do think that Hibs as a club are now under severe scrutiny Because they did get rid of Neil Lennon The circumstances under which they got rid of Neil Lennon Are shrouded in mystery because he did not jump and he was not pushed According to his statement They now have to appoint A manager who is an adequate replacement for Neil Lennon And they now have to negotiate the rest of the season Convincing their supporters That they have done the right thing Because if they don't John and other supporters won't go anymore John, who next? That's the big question uh, well, actually, my question I was going to ask you Who would touch this gig? Plenty Who in their right mind would put their reputation on the line right now? MD with a reputation, a bit of experience An up-and-coming young manager they're, they're, 
not going to touch it. John, uh, John, would, would, would you not take? Yeah, the answer you asked me there was uh, is Alan Stubbs. Alan Stubbs is the, the one that's going to fill the fans. It's uh, you know placate the fans for a bit and take this thing off it, and mm. it's going to be the cheap option. What about, what about Strachan? Will you not touch him, Gordon Strachan? Not interested. No. no. Okay. Well, no. Gordon Strachan had his chance, had his chance years ago. Meant to be a big Hibs fan. Had his chance. Went elsewhere. To be fair, Gordon Strachan himself has distanced has he? himself from the job. He's not. He's not interested right now. Um. I think that Alan Stubbs will of course be on the radar but Hibs have to be careful it's all very well saying yes he was the man who ended the Scottish Cup curse but he went back into Scottish football with St Mirren and it was a disaster so I think Hibs have to be very careful because fans like John are going to say Neil Lennon was not backed properly and I believe that Neil Lennon was not backed properly Good players, the Dylan McGeorks and John McGinns were moved out of Easter Road and I don't think adequate replacements were brought in. So the Hibs hierarchy, Rod Petrie, Leanne Dempster, they're under pressure now to deliver the right choice of manager. Uh, John, I mean, you, you say, you know, who would touch it? You don't think anyone would touch it? Does history not tell <laughs> us that every single vacancy, there's always someone that would yeah. touch it? And in fact, clubs that are in a much worse state than Hibs, there are people that would touch them. So uh, you perhaps been a bit harsh? Yeah, probably a bit, a bit harsh and a bit flipping with the comment, right? But what I meant was anybody with any any news, any clout about them that's up and coming, they're not going to want to ruin their. There's also, also runs and journeymen managers out yeah, there. You know why you're wrong in saying that, John? And, and I'm not being disrespectful to you. A manager who gets an invite to go and, and discuss where, if he wanted that job, he would be asking all the relevant questions. Is there money to spend? How much power are you going to have over me? Am I going to pick my own players? Things like mm. that. He would have to root, get all that down first before he even wanted to say, yes, I'll take the I job. Read, I, read I, know, I know what John's saying, Hugh, but you're talk, you're, you are still talking about a big city club with a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a a good, with a good support oh. base. A, a, a cracking training facility Which yeah. by the way Not many Hardly any clubs in Scotland have So there's a lot to like about it Sure oh, Absolutely yeah, I, I read Alan Maitland at The Hamilton Aki chairman During the week Saying that This is prior to the appointment Of Brian Rice That uh, The day after Martin Canning had gone He had a hundred applications For the job Yeah I mean Hamilton Aki's. Yeah I mean in fairness to John He's acknowledging It's not just about Quantity He's talking quality This yeah. is crossroads time for Hibs Because uh, they did win the cup They then won the championship under Neil Lennon The supporter base is fantastic It's a real good job for someone Leanne Dempster and Rod Petrie have got to get it right Otherwise they'll pay the price at the gate Thanks to John the Hibs fan and Carl Luke How are you getting on with the teaser? It was sent in by Paul Stewart tonight We're looking for the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers That have never won the league Guys like Jermaine Defoe Harry Kane Peter Crouch No There are some with a Strong connection Up here Oh uh, I'll leave that one with you Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson have about 10 minutes left on the full-time teaser. Tonight's was sent in by Paul Stewart. If you would like to send a question in, we would certainly like to have it, so send it to fulltime at clyde1.com. 
The top 10 English Premier League goal scorers That have never won the league That's what we're looking for tonight You've got Jermaine Defoe Harry Kane Peter Crouch Well we've got two that will take us to the Andy Williams We are halfway there Oh you think so do you? Robbie Keane Yes Yes Robbie Keane is one And I love Robbie Robbie Fowler Yes he is top of the list I'll have you know Is Mark Viduka on it? Nope So we're looking for another five Looking for another five of the top ten EPL goal scorers that have never won the league. Was one a, was one a striker be Celtic? There are no more with a Celtic connection. No more, right? Right. No. Okay. What about a Rangers connection? Mm, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Kenny Weir's got a couple of them. Jerry H has got a couple of them as well on Twitter. I can see. I like it. I like the answers coming in. Let's speak to Ian, who's a Partick Thistle fan in Bears Den. Hi, Ian. Evening, gentlemen. How are you? Not too bad, Ian. How are you? Ah, uh, well, I'm, <laughs> you're asking about the transfer window. Um, I'm going about Gary Colville's uh, ridiculous. Thistle are desperately needing someone to put the ball in the net. All he's done is sign defenders and a couple of midfielders, two of whom are in their mid thirties. Uh, he was brought in as a replacement to Archibald with a, with a, the the the. the Idea that would get us into the playoffs. All he's done is do us into the playoffs the wrong way. The playoffs are going down. Uh, he's he's a, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing with the signings he's made. In my opinion, um, uh, we really need something to put the ball in the net, and he hasn't addressed that. But Ian, as well as putting the ball in the net, and I could not dispute what you say. Of course, that's important. But when you're in Thistle's position, it's equally important to keep it out. Of your net And maybe that's part of his Gives thinking chance, yeah. Ian I wonder And you will keep a, a close eye on these things I wonder how much though The the fit and available again Solomon Koulibaly Comes into the thoughts there It's one of the old football cliches isn't it About it being like a new signing But I wonder if he just didn't Is, is that part of the reason He didn't want to add in that department? No one's seen what he's capable of doing yet Since he's come back Because he wasn't allowed to play Because of problems with uh, Yeah the paperwork Problems etc now they knew it's going to take time to get up to match fitness as well, and we're not in a position where we can afford that. We don't need someone to score goals now. Yeah, and I mean, yeah you don't want you don't want to lose goals, but they weren't shipping hundreds of goals, and we're just not scoring enough. Maybe not out and out strikers, Ian, but mm. you know, signings like Joe Cardell, can he not at least add something in the the final third of the pitch? Possibly, unfortunately, he got injured at the weekend. But He's I think we need, yeah. we need to cover for Dylan. Dylan's past his best I tried to say You can't keep relying on that guy Who scored goals You need someone else To put the ball in it And the guys that go And just aren't doing it Hugh it will be interesting Because the transfer window Is big for every manager But it's particularly big For those who Are going about their first window And who keep telling everyone These aren't my players And you know Judge me on on When I've got my own squad Well The word survival Is the only word applicable To Partick Thistle They've gone down a division The idea of going down Another division uh, Is just unthinkable For all at Partick Thistle Uh, So I think it's Digging in for survival now Uh, Obviously take Ian's point That in an ideal world You'd be able to find yourself A a striker who can guarantee you Trying to find a striker like that Yeah but In the meantime Thistle are at Inverness tomorrow I think uh, It's all about Keeping the ball out of the net there If Thistle can get a point If you offered the Gary Caldwell a point now I think he'd be very happy to take it. it It must be Doubly frustrating Ian Because you look through the division And there are some really good goal scorers there You don't need me to mention Dolby and Shankland They go without saying But even Falkirk Your fellow strugglers I've got Zach Rudden who, Who's enjoying himself in front of goal I'm Alan Trouton at 
Alawa, you know, so even the teams round about you seem to have someone, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's somewhat lacking, and they've not really made any great effort to address it. They really should have done something about it. That should have been his priority. Because although you could go and have a nice tomorrow and play well and lose one goal, and if you ain't capable of scoring, you're going to get nothing out of the game. Well, I was surprised that Chris Erskine left the club, yeah. going to Livingston. Uh, I, I would have thought that. I don't know the circumstances. Maybe it was Chris Erskine's insistence, but he, like Doolin, was part of this all through and through. Uh, and I, I do take Ian's point that you can't keep on relying on those two men as Partick Thistle did and for a long time but I was surprised that he parted company with the club when the situation was bad back then uh, it was always that Colwell didn't, didn't rear didn't want him in his team uh, and he couldn't get out of the quick enough uh, feisty start to the game at Rugby Park right? we've had four <laughs> minutes gone four minutes gone already um in Jolly landed one on I think it was Was it Bozanic No Tishbola landed Tishbola. one on, on Bozanic Then there was a clash of heads Between Tishbola and Christoph Berra uh, Now in Jolly has given You know when the player's running one out the field And you give yeah. him a wee nudge in the back He's done that to Christoph Berra Who has smashed the photographer <laughs> Gone over the top of him Well I can his tell bonnet you has oh, come no, off. Is, I can yeah. tell you Stevie Welsh, Stevie Welsh uh, yes. Who's just Landed on his dignity uh, So A feisty start but uh, Hearts are but, giving it a, a right good shot after I, I tell you five what, they, minutes. They're very, very weary of the pitch. Obviously, it's very cold down there. It's, and, you know, the ball's bouncing awkwardly. And that's why there's been so many stoppages mm. in the game, fouls and everything else. Players can't keep their feet. Thank you to Ian. In, I was going to say Ian and Partick Thistle there. <laughs> Ian and Bears Den is a Partick Thistle St- fan. Stevie Welsh, incidentally, is a scouser. So he'll be saying to Christoph Berra Calm down, calm down <laughs> Right, the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers oh. That have never won it Robbie Fowler, Jermaine Defoe, Robbie Keane Harry Kane, Peter Crouch No You're looking for one with a Rangers connection uh, He didn't play for them Stevie Gerrard Yes, oh, my goodness right. I sort of hoped that would be the last one Because it was uh, staring you in the face But Stephen Gerrard There's one here who not only was a, a very good player in his own right, obviously, because he's on this list. Um, you could argue that his cousin was even better, maybe. And uh, his other cousin played up here as well. Ferdinand. Les, Les Ferdinand, Les well Ferdinand. done. Oh. Usually you don't get my clues, but there we go. Right, we're only three away, so that's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Uh, let's turn our attentions to some of tomorrow's other fixtures that haven't had a mention yet, Hugh Keevens. They all yeah. deserve a mention. Um, Hamilton Dundee. Oh. Yeah, huge. Brian Rice. Huge. Um, the, Hamilton have shown an awful lot of faith in Brian Rice. Uh, again, Alan Maitland, uh, who's been chairman there for a couple of months now, uh, clearly has implicit belief in Brian Rice all I'll say about this is that I hope he gets a better crack of the whip than his predecessor did because I felt that uh, latterly what was going on with Martin Canning was nothing more than a witch hunt involving some Hamilton Aki supporters he did get a fair crack of the whip though in the sense of the length of time he was there sure Uh, but the the fair crack of the whip came from People like Ronnie McDonald, who was chairman at the time, who simply said Hamilton Aggies don't do this kind of thing. They stick by the manager. But it, it, his position became 
untenable and intolerable. But, but it's the old question, you. I mean, what do the Hamilton Hackies fans? You know, what, the, the start of the season, what are they expecting? They're expecting just yeah, to stay I mean, up for Mayfield. And, and I know, no, but I know they're, a lot they're of people not. Though, they're not because yeah, we, we've heard a lot. That. They want a better style of football. Um, they're not happy with some you of the recruitment. You can only play football with what you have. You know, Sometimes, it's, it's you as simple as that. And for, for Hamilton to to be in this league for the length of time with the half has been fantastic. Well, I mean, listen, look, it's. it's I know it's an easy comparison We're watching Kilmarnock right now Stevie Clark has shown The impact a manager can have On a similar group uh-huh. of players I'm not saying that's going to happen But that's, that's the thought I think Kilmarnock were a lot they, better players Than Hamilton they they play, No no with, with what I'm talking about With what Stevie Clark inherited Had, Right okay yeah. They um, play Dundee tomorrow And Dundee are a strange Mixture They are capable Of going to Tynecastle And beating Hearts and then capable of going to Dumfries and getting hammered in the in, cup. And like in between the losing at home to Motherwell. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they're, they're yeah. an odd lot. But I fancy Dundee tomorrow. Motherwell Livy as well is quite a fascinating fixture. Hibs Aberdeen we spoke about earlier on. Um, what about the teaser? You're three short on the top ten English Premier League right. goal scorers who have never we're, won we're the league. We're needing a bit of help, I think, Gordon. We're needing a bit right, of you've help. got Robbie Fowler, Jermaine Defoe, Les Ferdinand, Robbie Keane, Harry Kane, Stephen Gerrard, Peter Crouch. So you're three away, and it's clue time, I think, yeah? Uh-huh. One is still playing with a big club in Manchester. Having previously played for a big club in Liverpool. Uh, he is a countryman of Dedrick Boyata. Helene. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's same right country, but he's a, he's a, he's more of a goal scorer than him. Hazard. He plays in Manchester just now. Remember, he's playing in Manchester now. Oh my goodness! You two. Give me his, his initials. R L. I can hear people screaming at the radio He plays for Man United Yes, yes, yes Who's Man United striker that his initials RL? Oh my goodness, you two are beyond it Romelo Lukaku Oh Right, another one A Dutchman Played for Chelsea Amongst others Going back a bit now I think he also played for Leeds Dutch striker Hasselbank Yes He also says uh, Nigel Hasselbank up here as well And the last one I think started at Leicester Did very well Got a big move to Liverpool Would have been up front Sort of along with Owen That type of era Big target man Gonna have to spoil your fun Give the initial Give the quick quick E-E-H Emil Heskey got to go thank you Hugh and Derek thank you for all the calls and tweets we are back tomorrow (laughs) at 2 o'clock join us GBX Friday's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com